Persuasion is not the same as manipulating. It is also not the same as convincing, right? When you are convincing someone, when you're trying to convince someone, when you're trying to manipulate someone, you're trying to get someone else to do something for your own reasons. I'm Dr. Grace Lee, and you're listening to the Career Revisionist Podcast for executives, team leaders, people managers, and ambitious professionals from all backgrounds. It's for those among us who can't stay stagnant and admire anyone who demonstrates exponential growth. We challenge ourselves to step out of our comfort zone and into higher levels of leadership, and we are determined to rise confidently in our industry so that we can make our greatest contribution using our knowledge and expertise. We've worked hard to become great at what we do, but only so we can achieve the goals that give our lives meaning and purpose. And while we persevere through a college education to get us here with our technical skills, we understand that to get to the next level where we desire to be, it requires a different kind of skills. We're not comfortable with failure because we experience satisfaction when we are advancing. And while some of us work well under pressure, all of us perform the best when we are part of a winning team. And instead of just hoping to achieve what's important to us, we choose to become a more optimized version of ourselves to make it happen. We're not just A players. We are A plus players, and we are the source of consistent output that makes positive advancements in the world around us. How to express yourself in a way that persuades. In this video, I'm going to share with you five steps that you can take from one after the other to be able to become more persuasive when you are speaking in front of other people. First of all, persuasion, the distinction for persuasion. Persuasion is not the same as manipulating. It is also not the same as convincing, right? When you are convincing someone, when you're trying to convince someone, when you're trying to manipulate someone, you're trying to get someone else to do something for your own reasons. But per that's not what persuasion is. Persuading someone means that you are helping them to make a decision that they already know they want to make, and they're going to make it for their own reasons. And that's what persuasion is. And in the end, when they make that decision, it creates a win-win situation. It benefits you as well. So being able to persuade, the art and science of persuasion is a skill set that you deserve to master. Because in persuasion, that's when you can create win-win outcomes for yourself and for the people and the audience that you create. Because right? let's face it, every conversation we are a part of has an intention behind it. There's an intent. You have a conversation with someone and there's a purpose behind it. It could be you want them, you're an entrepreneur and you want them to buy your products and services. It could be you are in a nine to five in a corporate setting and you want them to adopt your ideas or you are in a job interview and that conversation, you want them to hire you. You want them to bring you on to their team. So there's an intent behind every conversation. So that is why the art and science of of persuasion is a subset, is a subset of a skill of communication that you deserve to master because anything you want in your career, in your business and in your life is on the other side. Somebody else has that and they can give it to you. It could be they're giving you life-changing support. It could be they're giving you access to something. It could be they're giving you money, but somebody else has the thing that you desire most in your life. So wouldn't it be your obligation, your moral obligation to really master the skill set of persuasion? So I'm going to give you, so I'm going to give you five steps, five steps on expressing yourself to become more persuasive. Step number one is to raise the attention. Raise the attention, raise their attention. Because you see, when you raise attention, what you're doing is you're creating awareness of the issues at hand that they need to make a decision about. Because remember the intention behind conversation, a decision has to be made, 
regardless, there's going to be a decision that's going to be made. It's either going to be the decision that serves you and that's in their best interest, or it's going to be a decision that doesn't serve them. It's not in their best interest. So a decision is going to be made. So it is your it is your job, and it is your it is your obligation, your responsibility to bring their level of awareness to the issue at hand. What is the problem that needs to be solved? Raise their awareness. When you raise their awareness, it creates a different attitude. It creates a different attitude when they become aware of something. When people become aware of something, there's always a new attitude. Like, like for example, when you become aware of your lack of communication, when you become aware of how your your communication skills has been holding you back in your career, has been holding you back from getting those opportunities. All of a sudden. That creates a different attitude, doesn't it? All of a sudden, you realize there's a gap that needs to be filled. You realize what's been holding you back. You realize the challenges. Only in that awareness can a decision even start to be made in the first place. So that's why the first step is to bring attention, is to raise the attention. And the best way to raise attention is to ask questions. Asking questions, because the questions are the answers. When you ask a question to raise awareness. Then they're in in answering your question. They're going to tell you everything you need to know to persuade them, because they're going to give you the content, and all you have to do is put a frame around it, a frame of focus, a frame that will shift their beliefs. So ask questions, and the best questions to ask are questions about that are questions that create enrollment, enrolling questions. So for example, a question could be, how would you like to get result without Doing something they hate, right? How would you like to blank without blank, right? Get result without doing something they hate. Let me give you some example. How would you like to have a financial turnaround this year without needing to get into a lot of debt, right? Create. How do you create, get result without the thing that they hate, right? Here's another example. How would you like to lose 30 pounds in the next 60 days without giving up on all the foods that you love, right? So that. That question is an enrolling question because it speaks to their universal desire. It is a question they will say yes to. It is a question that will pique their curiosity because they—that is the outcome they desire. So it's an enrollment question, and their answer to that question will give you the content that you need to persuade them. They will tell you exactly how you need to persuade them when you ask the right questions. So great questions. When you ask great questions, it also builds rapport and it creates trust because you're stating the problem in a way better than they can, right? Psych- human psychology says that when you can state a problem, even in the form of a question, if you can state the problem better than they can, they will automatically believe that you have the solution, and they will lend you their ear. All of a sudden, you have their attention, and they're going to be hanging on your every word, right? So step number one: raise the attention. Step number two: render the intention, because where attention goes, intention will always follow. Always. Think about it in your life. Reflect back on your life. What are some arenas that where it was brought to your attention? Right. Let's bring my example. If it was brought to your attention that your communication skills prevented you from getting all of the opportunities you desired in your career, all of a sudden intention will flow. Well, the intention now is I got to improve my communication. So where attention flows, your intention will always flow. Where attention goes, intention flows. So raise awareness, bring the intention, and this is about the time. This when you render the intention, now is the time to destroy their old beliefs and create new ones. 
the old beliefs are all the beliefs that they have been telling themselves, stories they've been telling themselves, a belief system that has been holding them back because it is limiting them from the potential they could possibly achieve. It's limiting them from the possibilities that they could have in their life. So what are their old beliefs? And then the new belief is the empowering one, a new belief that empowers them to take the action, to make the decision that is in their best interest for their reasons, not for your reasons, but for their reasons. And so here's the caveat. In order for you to ask great questions, in order for you to be able to raise their awareness and to be able to render the intention, you must know your audience. You must know the people you are persuading. Right? You must know what are the outcomes they desire. What are the challenges that they're facing right now? And frame the questions as wise. So that's the only caveat is that you must know your audience. If you don't know, because if you don't know your audience, how do you persuade them in a solution when you don't know what they value? So the best way, again, goes right back to asking questions. The best way to get your, to know your audience is to ask questions. So that's the second step, right? The second step is to render the intention. Step number three, right? Step number three is to reach the emotion. Because let's face it, right? Where intention goes, emotion will always follow. See how this is the sequence of steps. Where intent, now you have rendered the intention. Where intention goes, emotions will always follow. And this is where you are getting them emotionally connected to the pain of not making a decision. The pain, because it's costing them something. Either way, they're going to make decisions. They are either, they're either going to make a decision that's in their best interest or that's not in their best interest. You've now raised the attention to it. You have rendered their intention. Now, it is time for them to create, it's time for you to create an urgency and a reason to act, a reason to make the decision. So once they are emotionally connected on what is it costing them not to decide, what's it costing them to make a decision that is against, that is not in their best interest, that is when they will move, right? Because here's the thing, let's, let's go back to my previous example of having a financial turnaround, right? My example of how would you like to have a financial turnaround without going into a lot of debt, right? Let's use that example. So. Now, here's where you want to know, what is it costing them if they don't decide to take the steps to improve their financial circumstances? What's it costing them? Now, I know some of you might be thinking, well, isn't this manipulation? If I'm, if I'm, if I'm getting them emotionally connected, if I'm, if I'm bringing in the emotion, isn't that manipulation? It is not manipulation. Persuading is serving. Doing this, it is your moral obligation to bring in the emotion because if you don't, they're going to make the decision that's not in their best interest. Your best chance at serving them, their best chance of being served is if they can be emotionally connected to the issue at hand. Tell them things about themselves that nobody else is willing to say. And tell these truths without judgment or agenda. Remembering that persuasion is their decision for their reasons and not yours. When you come from it at that mindset, that it is their decision, it is for their reasons and not yours. That is when you have true compassion. You're telling them things that, not you're not telling them things that they want to hear. You're telling them the truth without agenda, without judgment. Because sometimes, facing the hard truths like that, while although they are very piercing, the result from that can be meaningful events that happen into their life. So who are you going to be in this conversation? Who are you going to be? Are you going to be the person that steps up in presenting those truths so that they can be emotionally connected? Or are you going to shy away from that and have them make the default decision they would in their status quo? It's your decision as well. 
right? So that's step number three, right? Step number three, once, once again, step number three is reach the emotion. Now, step number four, by the way, if you are resonating with my content, if you are resonating with this and you enjoy what I am sharing with you and you want to hear more, I invite you to ring that bell below. Below this video, there is a bell and that will help you to know that it will help YouTube to know that you want to be notified every time I release a new video with content like this and on, on other topics, topics as well on speaking and communication and leadership. So ring that bell so you can, can be notified. Okay, so step number four. Step number four is to regard the rationalization. Rationalization, right? Because where emotion flows, rationalization will always follow. You could be, you're beginning to see a pattern, aren't you? Right? Where emotion flows, rationalization will always follow. Here is the principle. People make decisions on emotions first, and then they justify with logic. Let me give you an example of, and then you'll see that this is true. Let's say, for example, I am window shopping, right? I'm just walking down the street where, you know, on, on the boulevard and there are shops left and right. And I don't have, I went just for a walk, just to window shop. It was not my intention to buy anything. And I'm walking down the street and I'm looking in this window and I see this really nice jacket with a fur collar, with full fur collar. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's really nice. So I go into the store, I'm just looking, I'm just looking, right? And I go into store, I'm touching the jacket, hey, and the salesperson comes up, you know, why don't you try this on? And again, I go and try it on, and then I end up purchasing, right? Now, while the purchasing decision is I'm going to be, first of all, making the decision based on emotion. I try it, and it feels really good. It looks really good. It is just, it just, I can just picture, you know, the, the reactions people are going to have when I wear that jacket, I can picture and I can already feel the way it makes me feel. It makes me feel confident. It makes me feel pretty. It makes me feel, you know, it makes me feel like I look good and therefore I'm going to perform great. So I make the decision based on logic. As soon as I purchase that jacket, now all of a sudden I have to justify my purchase. Right? And I'm going to say things like, well, it's okay. You know, um, I, I don't have a jacket like this anyway, so it's going to add to my collection. Or I might could, I could justify it by saying, well, I'm, I know I'm, 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 I have this jacket that is, you know, it's five years old. It's kind of worn down. So this is a replacement for that jacket, right? Or I can say, you know, I, I did really well this, this month. I worked really hard. You know, I deserve this. And, and this is going to be a gift for me, right? Whatever that justification is, I'm going to justify logically my decision. So I justify logically to myself. And then I go home, right? And then my partner's like, well, did you buy something? I thought, we, I, I didn't know you were going to go buy something. I thought you were just going to go for a walk. And all of a sudden now I had to justify my purchase to him. So you see, we all make decisions and not just buying decisions, but we make decisions on emotions first. And then we must justify with logic our decision that we made. We justify to ourselves and we have to also justify to other people. And it's not just about purchasing, it's about any decision. So if that's true, where emotion goes, justification, like rationalization always follows. So if that's true, you gotta be prepared and to allow the space for their rationalization, allow them the space that they're gonna justify the decision, right? Which is any reason they might give themselves for making the decision they're about to make. Open that space for them, again, without judgment, without agenda acknowledge their justification, acknowledge this rationalization, and ask further questions about it. Give them that space to express it. And when you ask the questions about that justification, do it from a place of compassionate curiosity. 
Curiosity is leadership. When you are curious, but in a way that you are compassionate curiosity. So you're showing compassion and curious. I'm curious. What are your thoughts on that? It allows them the space to trust you and further the persuasion. Right? So that's step number four. Step number four is to regard the rationalization. Right? Step number five. Here's step number five. And by the way, if you're serious about wanting to take this to the whole new level, you know, now you've you've heard step number one, step number four, and you're ready for step number five. But you're and you're asking if you're asking this question right now, well, how do I implement this in my life? If you're a business owner and you're saying, how do I implement this in my business? How do I take my business to the next level? Or how do I get that promotion? Right? If you're in corporate and you're wondering, well, how do I be more persuasive so I can get those opportunities, so I can get a seat in the boardroom? If you are serious about creating those outcomes in your life, then I invite you to click the link below this video. In the description, there is a link to apply for professional coaching from me. If you are serious and not curious about creating that outcome, this is for you if you want to take your persuasion to that next level so you can have real opportunities in your life. And this coaching is not about more information. This is about helping you to apply exactly the steps in your particular situation. It's going to take you step by step on the framework on becoming persuasive so that you can be a leader in your industry. So if that's you, then click the link below and apply. Okay, so step number five, the final step in expressing yourself to be more persuasive is to ready the action. Right? Ready the action. Where rationalization flows, action will always follow. So you need to have what's called a call to action. So far, you have raised their attention, you have rendered their intention, you have raised their emotion, you have readied their their justification, their rationalization, and now you are readying their action. So this is about the call to action. What do you want them to do? Exactly what do you want them to do as a result of what you just said? It could be, let's book a call. It could be, let's have a follow-up discussion the next day. What is that call to action for you? And of course, the call to action is going to be specific for the conversation you're having at hand. But you need to guide them. You need to guide them with what is the exact thing that they are going to do next if they're going to work with you or if they're going to take it to the next level. What's the call to action? Right? You need to be specific. You're calling them to action. When you call them to action, all of a sudden, this is effective because now you have positioned yourself unofficially as a mentor because you're showing them what the next steps are. You're positioning yourself subconsciously. They're going to put you in a place of mentorship. You are, you've now positioned yourself in mentorship, and that means you have a vested interest in their success. So now they are more likely to take action with you. They're more likely to move as a result of what you said because you've been building this momentum through the steps to be more persuasive. So now I want to hear from you because knowledge alone is not going to be powerful. Knowledge alone does not create does not create transformation. It is applied knowledge. You must implement what you have learned. So comment below. Share with me what are your key takeaways. And remember, if you have rung that bell, then I will look forward to hanging out with you in my next video.